Welcome to the Weekend Wire, where we've got you covered when it comes to movie news, entertainment, video games, technology, and so much more. Anything that comes across the desk, we're going to talk about it. Today, we've got some really cool subjects that we're going to be diving into. And uh, yeah, we'll have to see which uh, which things we want to cover I'm your host, Anthony. Thank you so much for taking the time this weekend to dive in. We uh, do have some pretty interesting things to discuss, but before I do, this is the Culture Jacks podcast. Make sure, hit follow, hit subscribe, do whatever it takes uh, so you don't miss an episode. That That's pretty simple, right? We're dropping five episodes a week at this time where we start your, your journey off with uh, what Thursday we've got some news for you. Friday we got the Friday show. Saturday we're dropping uh, episodes where we talk about the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Sunday is the Weekend Wire, which you're listening to right now. And then Monday we start your week off again with the Monday Madness show. So we got a lot of content available to all of you for free. Check it out. We cover so many different topics, so many different things. It is... uh, pretty cool and it's uh, been a blast to do so but today is the news so let's dive into a little bit of news i want to start this one off with one i'm fairly excited about there's i don't know if there's uh if this is just rumor i feel like it's just rumor but we're going to go ahead and dive into it anyways because it's a fun rumor to talk about and uh that is jim carrey reportedly in talks for Deadpool 3 villain role. This is coming to you from the guys over at WeGotThisCovered.com. And uh, let's uh, just kind of skim through the article. There's been a lot of speculation over the last few months that Jim Carrey is actively seeking out another major role in a a big-name franchise. With the MCU and the DCU invitingly touted as two prime candidates, after the actor was reportedly bitten by the blockbuster bug once again, thanks to having so much uh, uh, success with Sonic the Hedgehog, he's uh, definitely, you know, building building the Carey name back up. Jim Carrey's been, as far as I'm concerned, he's just done an incredible job for so so many movies, so many years. As a child, I was a huge fan of Jim Carrey's work, um, and he's done several other things. He's also uh, you know, was was in Kick Ass too as well. Even though there was some controversial stuff about that, which I did not care for. If this is true, that could be pretty darn cool. Um, you know, he. I hope, I hope there's some truth to it. I think it would be great. Uh, obviously, there's no details on like which character he would portray if he were to be in uh, Deadpool three, but I think that his comedy and the way that he can do certain things would uh, complement the franchise and could be just awesome. I, I really do. So again, more to come to see whether or not it's true or false. There's not an official statement from Jim Carrey or the folks with Deadpool two to include, of course, Ryan Reynolds himself has not said a damn thing. So we'll have to see uh, if there's truth to this or if it's just a good old fashioned rumor. Next on my list here for movie news is, and I think I mentioned this in previous episodes, uh, the Gray Man movie filming has finally started, which is brought to you by the Russo Brothers. 
Um, let's see. They started announce highly anticipated the Gray Man. Um, so it was delayed because of COVID and everything else. The film is based on the novel of the same name by Mark uh, Greeny, which was released in 2009. So again, the Gray. This is based off of the Gray Man book. Um, the story follows a CIA CIA operative named Court Gentry who is betrayed by the agency and becomes a fugitive. Lloyd Hansen, a former friend of Gentry's, is sent after him. Ryan Gosling will star as Gentry with Chris Evans as Lloyd Hansen. Gosling and Evans will be joined in the film by Jessica Henwick, Anna Diarmas, uh, Julia Butters, Roger Jean-Page, and Alfre Woodard. Uh, let's see was discussed. The Russo brothers. Okay. So originally this was discussed in 2014. The Russo brothers were fresh off their first MCU film, which was Captain America, the winter soldier. And then they obviously went on to direct the Avenger movies as well as that movie, Sherry, which is available on Apple that I talked about in the previous episode, which has Tom Holland. So the, the Russo brothers do an incredible job. I'm excited to see, uh, whatever the adaptation is. I'm not familiar with the novel, um, the gray man, but anything that those guys are putting together, I'm interested enough to check out and see uh, what's to come. I'm sure if they're starting production now, you're, we're probably not going to see anything maybe until this fall, early next year, possibly. Um, but nonetheless, I would be excited to uh, see what they come up with and what they've got going on. Obviously you got, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. So you got two, two big guys in the, uh, in the world as far as celebrity goes. And as far as, uh, just movie star power goes, both are, uh, kind of juggernauts in the space. So pulling those two together, it could be cool to, you know, one, one guy's going after the other and, uh, we'll have to see what comes from the gray man. Hopefully we'll see something. Actually, I'm sure as production starts and really kicks off, we'll, because it's a Russo Brothers film, I'm sure that there's going to be a bunch of leaks, a bunch of rumors, and everything in between. So let's uh, let's keep going here. The next one's a fun one. I think I I I believe I mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again because I think it's fun to talk about. And that is the up and coming. This is brought to you by DC and uh, or this is brought to you by ComicBook.com. The up and coming Face Off sequel is being written for Travolta and Cage to return. So, Face Off sequel director wants John Travolta and Nicolas Cage to reprise their roles. Now, for those that aren't familiar, Face Off was a pretty big movie in the '90s. It was pretty damn cool, even though yeah, it was also fairly freaking goofy. Yes, there was some 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 holes in the story and and you could argue all the stuff but for a 90s action movie pretty cool john travolta nicky cage nick cage was the bad guy travolta was the good guy they essentially cut each other's faces off switched and then all of a sudden their faces matched their bodies and everything worked together um it was quite a few years ago. Actually, how long ago? Let me look at that. How long ago was Face Off? I, I feel like it was like 1998. Let's see. I'm going to take a look. If you don't know, take a guess real quick. Let's see. Face Off movie. Oh, shit. 1997, which, of course, and I mentioned this before, was 
directed by John Woo originally, which was a huge action director director in the 90s that brought together a whole bunch of stuff. So let's see. Anyways, supposedly the movie is being written and they want Travolta and Cage to reprise the roles. Now, if they get a big production team behind it, which is difficult to say because Travolta and Nikki Cage are both making, we'll just say, not A-list movies. Uh, recently, I mean, Nicolas Cage has been putting out so much stuff and has been, you know, tied to so many different things. I feel like his celebrity is starting to grow again. Uh, but nonetheless, he's not he's not a uh, blockbuster actor that he once was. Neither is Travolta. So in order to get, I guess, real momentum, <laughs> real momentum with that kind of movie, A, they, they're going to have to write one hell of a compelling story. B, um, th- there's just going to have to be a lot of production quality. And if they were smart and, you know, if I was to guess off a of first cuff, they, why would they bring him back? Oh, maybe they got to go fight someone that's going to do something against them. I don't know. I, you know, I have no clue, but they would have to bring in kind of the third wheel, which could be an A-list celebrity that would definitely promote what uh, the full potential of the movie could be. Because I, I just don't know if Travolta and Cage have what it takes to push it, the movie enough, maybe combined, maybe, maybe their star power today. Um, obviously I'm not referring to either one of them in their prime in the, you know, uh, Travolta was big in the eighties, nineties, uh, early two thousands. Nikki Cage was huge in the nineties into the early two thousands. And then as, as you both know, can you name the last three great movies that they were in of their catalog of maybe the last five? Probably not. Or even of the last 10, probably not. We'll have to see. Um, I'm excited to just see what it is. the hell they're up to because i think it's crazy i really do i think it's kind of a crazy thought that they would bring something like that back but crazier things have been done um or it could just be rumors and they're not going to go anywhere with it and we're just going to circle around the uh, face off to uh hopes and dreams for the next couple of years until nothing comes to fruition um in, in other movie news if you guys have seen the show justified i was a huge fan of justified which is kind of like this uh cool southern characters that was uh new age western cops and bad guys kind of thing uh timothy Olfinette, and i probably just fucked his name up um maybe coming back as the team behind justified is getting back together to do a uh kind of an extended version or a variation of justified. So that could be cool. So the TV show was a uh, really good show. Let me see how many seasons that thing had justified. All right, let's take a look. Okay. So here, here's kind of the synopsis of it. If you're not familiar, deputy Ryan, Givens has his own Wild West-style methods of upholding justice. His boss is in the U.S. Marshals, and it just goes on and on. Anyways, it was available on FX. It had 78 episodes, uh, six seasons, pretty big, uh, along with Tim uh, Tim Olfinet. There was also uh, Walter Goggins, who's been in, like, so many different, uh, so many different shows. 
Um, and there, there was a bunch of other folks in it, but Baldur Goggins has been in like the dude's a pretty big TV star. He's, I feel like the guy's been in so many different freaking TV shows. It's crazy, but I think it would be cool to see, uh, to see him come back. I mean, the, it was a great show and, and still is to this day. If you guys haven't seen it and you're looking for something to watch, check it out. It's available on FX. I think it's also on Hulu. Um, so if you want to check it out, there you go. There's another show for you to uh, add to your list of many shows to watch. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. That was, uh, let's see, according to a new report from Variety, the team behind the FX justified to adapt another Elmore Leonard novel. Okay, so that's what it is. So they want to adapt another Elmore Leonard novel, which would bring on like a season or two to the character, which is cool. I, I don't know. I kind of like that. I like the idea there. I think that's, uh, that's definitely something. All right, let me keep going through my little news, my little news package of stuff I have here. Uh, let's see. Let's talk a little bit about this. Um, at this time, you guys know two big things recently came out. One is Disney Plus's first episode of The Falcon and Winter Soldiers out. I actually just talked about it. If you're listening to this on Sunday, I talked about it on Saturday on the OTE. Um, so Saturdays we'll be covering it. Incredible show. Make sure, check it out. Uh, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, a, a handful of great cameos. Um, great first episode, ran over 40 minutes long. I go into details on it on the Saturday show, but that is out now and will be available every Friday. So they're doing just the uh, good old Friday releases. Very smart of these folks at Disney to drop it right after, of course, WandaVision's huge success. Now we're rolling into this, and then I believe next is Loki, and it's just going to keep going. Very smart. It keeps uh, keeps the people coming back. Also a very good show, so check it out. In addition to Disney Plus's release, the, the guys and gals over at HBO Max and Warner Bros. also released the Snyder Cut Justice League, which... If you haven't seen it yet, you need to check it out. If you watch the first Justice League, and uh, I'm not going to go into a lot of details in this episode, but if you watch the first Justice League and you're on the fence to watch the Snyder Cut because of your impressions, you will be pleasantly surprised by the story that is told by Snyder in the Snyder Cut. Um, it's long. It's over four hours long. But I'll leave it at that. It is definitely worth your time. Um, I feel like for the most part, you're going to have a very, very different opinion of what the film was and what it is uh, now with the Snyder Cut that's out. Uh, Dustin and I are going to be getting together and we're going to be talking about that here pretty quick and we'll be dropping a podcast on that as well. In addition to that, um, with the release of it, and it's been wildly successful. We haven't I haven't seen numbers yet. I've read a lot of different reviews. At first, it was getting mixed reviews, and then and then it just went into praise, praise for Ben Affleck, praise for Zack Snyder, praise for this, praise for that, all of these different things. So we don't know the numbers yet on on did it, uh, how many views did it have, or however they measure that. But with that uh, came the questions on and rumors and speculation on. What about Justice League 2? 
you know, uh, Zack Snyder won't quit hoping for a sequel after the Snyder Cut success. Uh, again, I'm not going to go too far into that because we're going to be doing an episode. But when you watch it, you'll understand. I feel like you'll understand that better. And you'll also maybe have a difference of opinion on how the DCEU could be a few, uh, could be approaching future films. Because right now we've got the James Gunn Suicide Squad on the books, the Batman movie on the books. And I think that is all we really have actually on the books at this moment. So we'll be I'm interested to see what direction um, the Snyder Cut allows uh, Snyder and the DCU and, and just everybody to kind of forge forward into the future of these characters in which directions uh, they're going to go holistically because it's exciting. I watch the movie. We'll be talking about it later. I, I could just sit here and talk about that for 45 minutes. Uh, and I'm not going to. Um, recently, comicbook.com had released the suicide, the suicide Squad is James Gunn teasing a trailer. So recently, James Gunn, I guess, posted something about um, Suicide Squad on his tweet with a with a March 20th date and everybody speculating an actual full board trailer. Cause if you, if you haven't seen any of this stuff on suicide squad, there's the sneak peek trailers. There's the uh, character like introduction trailers to suicide squad, which is due out in August. They're, they're cool, but where's the full board trailer. And uh, cause to me right now, that is my probably slid into one of my most anticipated movies for 2021 one of of several but that is definitely one of them now that i got to see snyder cut now that i got to do this and that um the suicide squad looks like it's going to be incredible but we got to get some trailers so hopefully possibly march 20th um well i guess it's past march 20th uh when we're listening to this hopefully soon we'll get that because i haven't seen it yet i did google it and i did not see anything as far as like full bore trailer goes. Nonetheless, James Gunn is, uh, I, I think he's just going to knock it out of the water. I, I believe it's going to be just huge, um, a huge year for the DCU with everything that they're doing and a huge year for uh, Marvel with the TV shows as well. So a lot of exciting content that's available now. Let me check to see if, let me check one last thing. I think that covers the bulk of my movie news. And I don't have a whole lot of other news to cover other than I did want to talk about. There was an interesting article um, from Kotaku.com. Uh, Xbox Smart Delivery turned out to be a pretty big deal is the uh, title of it. So we're going to touch on some gaming. Actually, there's two different gaming gaming news things I wanted to talk about. And then I think that'll wrap up today's episode so uh anyways xbox smart delivery turned out to be a pretty big deal so when microsoft started slipping the made-up phrase smart delivery into the xbox series x and s marketing last year it seemed like another pair of empty buzzwords which we've seen this time and time again not just with consoles but with new services and it's just a thing right like they want they want you to use their buzzwords they want to give you this service and whatever it doesn't always come to fruition. So that's that's essentially what it seems like. Uh, let's see. Surely all games just... Sim oops. 
ad just blocked my article here. Uh, surely all games would just simply work after installed uh, them on your expensive hardware, whether they supported Microsoft's catchphrase or not. Um, nothing has put the gulf between standard operating procedure and the next-gen systems. The XNS Smart Delivery feature a display quite like Marvel's Avengers. The Loot RPG next-gen version went live yesterday and turned out to be a massive headache for those looking to upgrade from a PS4 to PS5. Um, let's see. They updated the console hours and dozens of gigs later. They could not delete the PS4 version and finally get playing. Of course, all of this was made somewhat more complicated by how clumsy it can be when they actually check the versions of the game have downloaded on the PS5, whether they are updated. Marvel's Avengers itself was also acting up and in the in-game option to migrate save data, not appearing for some players. So obviously the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, the migration, all of these things uh, was appeared to be very uh, convoluted, very not user-friendly. If you're spending hours to try to figure stuff out when it should be simple to integrate or migrate, it's not not good business. Um, so essentially, while the PlayStation guys were having issues, it appears as though the Microsoft guys, not so much because of the smart delivery and the way that it interacts with the system as a whole. It's good to know. I thought it was kind of an interesting little article there just to understand some of the differences. And, okay, it's cool. Now Smart Delivery is actually working. So it delivers in and starts to integrate your previous, if you have previous stuff to integrate. That's kind of nice. That is kind of nice. Okay, let me find this. What happened to my this other article that I wanted to talk about? Let me see if I can find it here. All right, maybe not. Let me find, so I do have a backup for it, I believe, maybe. Come on. The last thing is actually pretty cool, and I wanted to talk briefly about it. Crap. I just lost it on two devices. All right. So here we go. I do. I, I, luckily, I took a screenshot so I can just talk through the, screen, uh, the screenshot. Um, so Guy Gadgets, uh, GI Gadgets, uh, has this available. You can check it out. The video I found was on uh, good old Facebook. Um, anyways, the VR system uses a treadmill to upgrade your gaming experience. And so it's called the Cat VR, K-A-T VR. And it's got a really cool video. I encourage you to look at this because it could be the future of gaming. I'm not I'm not 100% bought in, but the way that it shows the uh, player interacting, I thought this was crazy. Um, essentially, it's a circular treadmill with this like backrest with an adjusting seat. So if you need to sit down, but essentially you can kind of almost run in circles while using your VR headset and and. Uh, the paddles or or your hand grips there are some sensors on it that way like if you're playing a fps you can literally run around while on this treadmill and you start thinking about like shit you know if as long as it's not too crazy i mean that could be a humongous thing for the uh weight loss industry you get somebody that's a huge fps guy that really wants to get after it i mean you could probably shed some weight playing this um 
I believe the main intent is to I- increase the immersion, right? So as they're getting the lenses for VR dialed in, as they're getting the sensors, the paddles and all of that, and, and they are, um, how, what's the next thing, right? Well, you've got the sound, kind of the sound thing that's going on to where you can get your own headset, use earbuds, whatever. Um, so that may be a part, but the other part is the physical immersion to where it's not just you walking around your empty room to where if you were on the stand and you're like running full tilt or, or lightly jogging or whatever, and then you could turn left, you can turn right, you can sit down and there's a little seat that comes up and kind of, uh, allows you to sit on it. It's pretty cool. It's a cool idea. I don't know that it'll go huge or mainstream, but I think it's a cool concept. And I know that there's been variations of this through the year. This just so happened to be one of the ones where it looked pretty legit. It didn't look like a, uh, it didn't look, I guess, as mock-up style as I've seen in the past, or like you need to have a warehouse to have this tremendous machine. It looks like the footprint isn't very big. And again, I believe that's that's a pretty incredible way to add a fairly significant level of immersion to your VR games. And uh, yeah, well, you know, we'll have to see how far that goes, if it goes anywhere, because that's that's the stuff with some of this technology. You never know. Um, you do have to put a couple of sensors. I believe you put one on your belt uh, and then one on your, I believe, lower leg. So it can kind of pick up your your movements and match it with the screen, of course, because nothing's going to work well if you're running, your character's not running. Or if your character's running and you're not running um, or you turn right or you turn left and it doesn't sync up with you, obviously it wouldn't be that great of a situation at that point. But that's the point of the sensors, just like uh, pretty much everything else. And will it change with time? Well, if this is a success, it will change with time. And I'm sure they will continue to advance. If it's not, we'll probably see this thing go to the wayside. Again, that's GI Gadgets. It's a VR system, uses treadmill to upgrade your gaming experience brought to you by cat vr check it out i thought that was a cool technology uh cool technology and cool to see kind of what direction it goes that is pretty much all the news i have for you folks today a little bit of movie news obviously talked a little bit about the uh the smart delivery with xbox and of course the cat vr uh treadmill sensor full immersion thing and that's all i got for you trying to try to bring it in sweet and clean and quick and that is the weekend wire thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode don't forget we got monday madness dropping tomorrow as i mentioned in the beginning of the show we got a ton of episodes coming so please 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 share the episodes Uh, You can easily do that from any one of your, uh, whichever platform you listen to. So if you're listening to this on Apple, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, on the episode, you can click the three dots and say share episode. Uh, You can share if you're on the landing page where it says just culture jacked at the top of the page with all of our content below. You can also click on that three dots and uh, uh, you can send the whole link to friends. Um, we appreciate it. We're uh, ramping this thing up here at Culture Jack. We've got a lot of really, really exciting uh, special episodes and, of course, the regular episodes as well. So you're getting five episodes a week regularly at the moment. Um, we dropped some special episodes last week talking Justice League Part 1, uh, Side A and Side B, which was actually two episodes. And then this coming week we are going to try to get together to uh do the justice league snyder cut 
which will bring it back up to six. So you're getting anywhere between five and seven episodes a week here. And we're covering, we're covering such an assortment of uh, material that I know some of this has to be uh, entertaining for you, or I would hope. That's what I got, guys. Thank you once again for stopping by the news desk here on the Weekend Wire. I appreciate you, and we will 